Tycoon Maroon Tie take an incredible win over George County on the road tonight over in Loosedale to win the district championship. What a big effort from the Tide Slick as you're listening to the Picune Post Game Podcast. I'm Clay Sweet with Ricky Whitaker, David Burnett. Uh, to be honest with our listeners, we had a bit of a miscue in our recording, so uh, unfortunately you won't hear from David Burnett or uh, Jeremy Shesby or Darren Uzel, all who helped us last night, and also Donnie Pascal, who provided an incredible video streaming to this Diamond Productions uh, Facebook page. So I wanted to give all of them a, a special plug. They did a great job um, with this, but there won't be heard tonight. It'll just be Ricky and I. But, Rick, um, welcome in, man, and, and what a job by the Maroons Tide on the road. Absolutely, Clay. Sealed up that, that first place in district, and that was really the goal for for Friday night, right, was to, to get that one seed and and all of the things that, that come along with that to benefit you, a, a home field game potentially. So a lot of things on the line. Gilmartin Stadium in Loosedale, Mississippi, a tough place to play and a really good George County club, one of the better George County clubs talent-wise that we've seen in several years. But Picune uh, finds a way to get it done. Yeah, it was senior night uh, for George County, and we said it a couple times on the broadcast that became Nike Radcliffe night for the Tide. What a performance, man. you got to be careful when you really start talking about individual efforts in a team game like football. But, boy, he was some kind of special last night, was our senior, Nike Radcliffe. He's a kid we love. He's a a kid that's got a – an awesome smile, such a great disposition to be around. He's a kid that, from what I've been told, top 20, 25 in his senior class when it comes to uh, what you need to get done in a classroom. He's going to be a Division One football player and a really good one for somebody someday, and we knew that that would probably be in the secondary, but what a performance from him at the running back spot last night, Rick. It certainly was, Clay. And, you know, again, as you mentioned, Nike's one of those kids that, you know, the the, the scouts and the, the college offers, they were a little bit later to the table than we would have hoped for. But, man, he's a easy kid to pull for for all the reasons that you mentioned already. But, boy, he was the star of last night. And, and look, listen, make no bones about it. Picune was a little bit undermanned, uh, particularly in the backfield. And, and Nike was asked to really tote the load. And, boy, tote the load he did. 40 carries. 320 yards, and it was great play, Clay, from the offensive line and particularly from our fullback position. And that's a position that we've been a little bit critical of at times, uh, getting that job done. Of course, replacing a young man like um, Darnell Smith is not an easy task to do. But, you know, you look at even the, the production of Jeremiah Connie, he had nine rushes for 50 yards. He broke one for 22. And then, boy, your, your guy and my guy too, man, another guy easy to pull for. And uh, Marion Tyson, he comes in and he contributes 44 of those yards on the ground, puts up a 35-yard uh, rushing uh, touchdown of his own. So it was a great night offensively for Picayune. It really was. Uh, we credit the offensive line. We credit that fullback position. And then the quarterback, the big lefty, has to get out there in front of that power, that pitch play. They all did their job exceptionally how uh, well the sophomore just will maul you out there. That's Mitchell Smith. He had a special ball game. You brought up Amari. I got a 
a glance through the walkthrough on Thursday to see that he was potentially going to uh, carry the football, and <laughs> he touched it uh, twice last night. The first time he touched it, as you said, totes it in, and I thought he set the tone for the ball game defensively with a hit he was able to apply to to Deuce Knight, and you see it in real time, and it was uh, – it was a special time, a special play the first time through, but I've been able to go back and see, and I'm sure you have two, three, two or three different video um, angles of that play. And, man, Tyson closed down 15 yards as good as I've ever seen and then just absolutely smoked Deuce Knight. And I think that said what needed to be said in the first half defensively. It, it Deuce Knight certainly came back from that hit and played well, but it kind of showed you the level of intensity that we would get from their entire Maroon Tide team. It, it did, Clay, and, and I can't lie. I went back and actually watched the uh, live stream that Donnie Pascal and Diamond Productions was so uh, kind to do for us on Friday night and got to see that hit and really Amarion kind of you see him there at the linebacker position, disappears from the screen, and, boy, he shows up. And just like you said, just about knocks number two all the way to the track, and that's something that hasn't happened a lot to him this year. But, yeah, defense set the tone. That particular play was a really good one. But, I mean, man, credit this offensive staff, Clay, and really it was a, it was a team effort on offense and defense for Picayune on Friday night, but particularly the offense of, of putting a game plan in play that said, you know what, we're going to try to limit – the, the snaps of, of Deuce Knight, and we saw how good he is. He's a special talent. I think you brought it up in our, our preview episode that, boy, he looks really good in his uniform, but he looks especially good if he just kind of pat that helmet on the sideline. And he certainly did that a lot, Clay, because this Picayune offense had nearly 40 minutes of time of possession. They were on the field an awful lot on Friday night. Yeah, that's incredible for our listeners. Maybe not quite hip. Uh, to how many total minutes were played. There's only 48 <laughs> that go around through four uh, four quarters of play, 12-minute quarters, and for you to possess it for 40 minutes is just incredible. George County did their damage in what, really about four uh, minutes and 45 seconds of game action, uh, probably about 30 minutes of real-time and real-life action. Other than that, it was sure dominance. Uh, from the tide and I just can't get over that time of possession number I can't get over what Nike was able to pile up on the ground Um, you mentioned the coaching staff they were throwing a bit of a curveball you take Darrell Smith out kind of late I really thought that Darrell well we know for sure he was a game time decision but that wasn't unnecessarily an injury that Monday, Tuesday, that you start uh, scheming and game planning around. It was uh, kind of turned into a bit much uh, more than what the side, I believe, staff expected. And so credit them, man. They made some uh, late adjustments in the week and, and were ready to go. And, you know, Rick, and life is good to have options. And I know Nike, I'm not going to call him a C option or a third option. Uh but he was the option that the Tide were uh, kind of left with. And <laughs> what a special uh, guy to kind of be forced in to get that many carries. It sets up a scenario that's pretty neat when you look at Tide historically uh, running a football. And 
the tide potentially, you know, play this thing out to early December and could have three backs back in that backfield uh, clip the 1,000-yard mark. Dar- Darrell Smith already knocking on the door. Hopefully we get CD6 back, and he's able to add to the totals uh, that he was piling up earlier in the year. And then Nike came in with 400 and change. He got 300 and some change. So my math tells me he's right there. That's pretty special stuff. It certainly is, Clay. It shows you that depth of that, that Picayune backfield. And, you know, as you mentioned, coming into this game, it was a little bit of an odd one. You know, Picayune takes an early 14 nothing lead. And uh, we knew Deuce was going to get loose at least once or twice. He certainly did that. They tie the ball game up. But as you mentioned, you know, they, they score, it's 14-7, to seven, and really with about a, really less than a minute left in the first half, we had the long touchdown pass and the blocked uh, field goal attempt that led to another touchdown. We were down 21-14 at the half. This staff and these players, they never blinked on senior night in Loosedale, Mississippi, and came out and dominated that second half to, to score really 20 points unanswered. I know Cody, and then I guess uh, we did – as well kind of challenged that defensive line and said hey you've got a five-star out on the end you've got jb dunk mac williams who's going to go play community college football if, if not more than that i believe big mike smith will have a community college uh future and playing football and then you've got tristan cooper and macon burnett and so they really needed to be that dominant force and i thought they stepped up to the challenge and really played well last night they, they, they certainly did, Clay. They, they played exceptional up front, uh, pushing that really undersized George County offensive line around a bit. And, you know, you, you can't say enough about the secondary play either, and that's guys like uh, that had to step up and, and take that slack because, look, you know, 40 carries is a lot, and, and we did see Nike Ratcliffe in that secondary, but guys like Bam Parker and guys like C.J., and even guys like um, Nooney that had to step in and play more in that secondary did a fantastic job. It was an all-around uh, total team win for that Maroon Tide team and credit that defense for really uh, doing about as good as you could do against a guy like Deuce Knight. Yeah, I thought uh, Coach Hayden had one of his better nights, and he's had some really good nights uh, for the Maroon Tide, but he had his guys, X's and O's, really in – Nice spot. You look at Logan Hall, who gets a sack. They were probably looking for 29. That's where most of our uh, linebacker blitzes have come from as a Marion. And then uh, Logan Hall gets there. I thought Hall did his job in coverage. You mentioned uh, Robert Williams. He was right where he needed to be. You named him Nunu, which I appreciate because that's what I call him half the time as well. He was either right in coverage and batting the ball down or there to make the tackle after the catch. We didn't see any blown coverages. We really didn't see any balls where you and I looked at each other and thought, golly, man, where was our defensive back? The throws that Deuce Knight did make and the catches that were made were in traffic or they were really well covered. And I thought that says what you said. The defense was well prepared and did their job last night. Yes, they were, Clay. And, and you know, it's the old saying and it's a true one. There is no defense for the perfect pass. The, the long touchdown pass, pass that Deuce threw, I believe it was of the 30-yard variety. Uh, the coverage was great. It was just a, a perfectly thrown football. But uh, to your point about the outside linebackers, guys like Nathan Hickman and, and Logan Hall, I thought that they were really the more improved group 
on Friday night. This has been a, a spectacular defense, but we thought those outside linebackers would get tested on Friday night. They certainly did, and boy, did they answer the bell. Yeah, you look back at the Catholic loss and the Ocean Springs loss, and we got lost on a couple route uh, combos, and then Ocean Springs, there was a lot of yards after the catch. The defensive staff and then, of course, the uh, student athletes did a phenomenal job of really cleaning that up. Special teams, uh, you look at what Morgan Craft is able to do with the deep kicks, able to pin the opponent back. That was a good element. But Todd, Todd did give up a special teams touchdown on a blocked field goal right before the half. And it says something about the resilience of the Tide. That was a 21-0 to run that George County kind of sandwiched in between uh, the runs of the Tide. But you go in a locker room down 21-14, to and you really played uh, much better than that. And so a, a team of lesser uh, intestinal fortitude maybe gets down on themselves. But this team, time and time again, has that true, real belief that we're not going to lose, and that's certainly how they came out and played in the second half. Yeah, that's actually a really good point you make, Clay. And there's not many situations where you're on the road in a place like Gilmartin Stadium, you're playing for the district title, you're down seven points at the half, and you can go in as Cody Steiger and say, I think we kind of right where we want them, guys, but that was certainly the case. And I think it goes back to some of those games you mentioned, Catholic and, and Gulfport, that playoff run a year ago where this team had to come from behind against a very good West Jones team and win that game. They're battle-tested. They've been there before, and it certainly showed up Friday night. Yeah, and you see uh, Coach Steigner, he's it gets lost on us because of the success, but he's still a relatively uh, new head coach. You know, him and Coach Ray have been at uh, George County about the same amount of years. Coach Ray's experience over there uh, – a bit of a question, but, you know, they've been there about the same amount of time. And, and you look at Cody's resume, what he's able to pile up here uh, for Picayune is really pretty impressive. It really is, Clay. And I think that looking at the two coaches in their matchup, you know, I think that it was it was a, it was really all about Picayune uh, being able to be defeated by George County. I think that was Coach Ray's message. It's been a long time since, since they've got a W against a, a, against Picayune, had, had some good runs in the past, but – I think they looked at it just like that. I think that Cody Stogner and his staff looked at it as this is just another team that we've got to get past to get to where we want to go. And uh, that makes a big difference when you're preparing and getting your team ready. And it also helps that they've been there before. And they've certainly had a lot of good good games. You know, we often talk about valuable snaps for backup guys to be able to get in and get some game experience. But even for a coach, and you mentioned Coach Stogner, being battle-tested, being down and willing back in big games. They've got a lot of experience with that, and that certainly is helpful as we get ready for this postseason. Absolutely, and that's about where we're going to turn our attention. We have one more regular season affair. We want to warn our listeners it's a bit of a shorter week as we'll take a Thursday night action at Lee Triplett Stadium. That'll be a 6.30, mostly um, a pre-game pre- pre- show um, for us. Like I can't tell you how much man i appreciate our our calls together being able to to do these podcasts together and then that group we mentioned earlier um from jeremy shesby to david burnett to donnie pascal to darren uzel all uh make the special uh feel for our calls and then be able to have uh east and sweet my dad 
tag along on some of these road trips, some good memories uh, being made. So we appreciate the Tide Faithful for tuning in and kind of giving us an excuse to uh, get to hang out together. Hey, it's always a blast, Clay. And, uh, and, and hey, man, I've, I've really grown accustomed to those road trips with, with Jeep and Easton in the backseat. We had a chance to look at some game film, and I think he about had their plays down pat uh, by the time we got to Loosedale on that long drive. But like you said, man, it's going to be uh, interesting. We're getting ready for playoff time now. Can't look past Hancock. Uh, we've got the one seed locked up, and if I'm not mistaken, this matchup between George County and Pascagoula will determine who that two seed is going to be on Friday night so or on Thursday night. So we got a lot of good football to look forward to, and, and it's been a lot of fun, man. I've been enjoying being on your right for the last couple of years. Uh, it's been a blessing to me, man, a lot of fun and, and uh, a great, great quality club to follow. Yeah, it's been, uh, as you said, a blessing and a lot of fun. I echo that. You'll get a kick out of that. And then uh, we'll end this. We'll give the listeners a heads up. Uh, interviews by David Burnett or Nike Ratcliffe. And then, of course, uh, head coach Cody Stogner. But uh, just to end it on this, Lick, he was texting me earlier today asking me how he can get one of those huddles on. And so we'll have to work on Coach Tyler Smith, Adam Feely, oh. <laughs> and Cody Stogner. He's wanting him a, a huddle account. So you've got him, you've got him hooked on the film study. So we'll see how that, uh, how that plays out. But I figured you'd get a kick out of that. I, I love that, Clay. He's probably going to log more hours in huddle than we do because, you know, they can see track of, uh, keep track of that and, and record the time in there. Oh, Easton Sweet's going to be putting up some time on huddle. All right, Slick. I appreciate you, man. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, strength solutions it's not just words not just goals and not just an outcome all right i'm here with uh i'm gonna call it i if if clay and uh sleep didn't give him player the game i don't know what's up but <laughs> i'm sure i'm standing with the player of the game uh the star of the night uh naki ratcliffe following the 34 21 victory over george county where hey congrats naki on the night but we also got the district uh championship yes sir that district championship feeling good right now we got a date next week with people we've been waiting for since eighth grade so we're gonna get this done this is funny because uh i'll get back to what the game but last week Darrell, i interviewed him and he was mad at george county for their eighth grade year and you mad at hancock for your eighth grade year i love it i love it i love it so naki tonight you were you were asked to take on the load at, at tailback and you did way more than uh you know what you were asked to do but um congrats on that i think you had over 300 yards rushing 
So what what was it like preparing this week, knowing that you might have to take the load? And I just had to get extra reps. I never had to take the full load on like that because I always had Dante, Chris, now Rail in front of me taking the load. But I had to, I just had to do what I had to do for my team. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win, and I enjoyed it. It feel good winning with your team like that. So we, like you said, next week we got Hancock. We come. We're gonna be at home. First round of the playoffs guaranteed at home, and the second round will be at home if we get through there. Um, talk a little bit about the the you know first half we go in and we're down, we're trailing. And then you come out this second half, we get the ball and we score, and it just seemed like we turned the whole game around after that we tied it up. Yeah, you know, coming out of coming going into halftime, we got real discouraged because they got that big play. But you know, we got leaders, we got seniors on this team. Just to name a few: Monte, Marion, JB. Get them guys fired up. Myself, we just gotta, we just had to get the gears turning. I mean, they was already turning, but we just had to do a little more, and we had to light that fire in us. That's all. Well, congrats, Naki, and uh, good luck next week. Let's get that revenge. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picayune Bank. With four branches in Picayune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in the Kiel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Poplarville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. All right, I'm here with head coach Cody Stogner following the 34 21 victory over George County. First off, congrats on the uh, region district championship. So that means we get the first round at home. Uh, coach, man, I, I can't say enough about this team. And uh, you go you go into halftime. We're just going to go right to halftime. You go in, you're trailing 21 to 14 after, I mean, a block field goal. They ran in as time expired. What was your thoughts at halftime? Um, played pretty good on offense, just quite kind of killed ourselves a little bit. We got we to gotta unload them guns. We got to attach to our hit right now. We keep shooting ourselves in the foot early in a lot of these games. And so, you know, but we responded, we got in there and talked about it. We knew we were moving the football. We knew we could stop them. It was just that we were getting in our own way. And as we talked about at halftime, we can't point fingers. We can't pout about it. We got to come out and believe. And then I asked them, do you believe that we're going to come back out and win this game? And they said, yes, sir. And, you know, it was a tale of two halves right there. Pitch shut out second half. We pretty much moved the ball at will right there. Obviously, that last drive right there, we didn't get it due to a holding penalty. Backs up behind the chains. But I'm just proud of the way we responded. First half, glimpse of picking football. Second half was all about picking football. Coach, I just, I mean, we're going to cut it short tonight because I want to talk about this. Number five. Man, I mean, you lose Chris for a little while. We hopefully have him back next week or either in the playoffs. Not sure on that. And then Darrell, we kind of hold him back. He was in warm-ups. We kind of se- seemed like we are going to hold him back a little bit, precautionary. But, man, five, senior uh, tailback, uh, Naki Radcliffe. What, I-, I can't say enough good things about him. What a warrior. What a warrior, man. You know, earlier, in the, like, it was, it was probably midweek when we uh, when, when Darrell was kind of – we kind of knew we weren't going to have him. And uh, I asked him, he said, hey, you up for the challenge? He's, and there's no, no doubt about it. He said, yes, sir. And, you know, that just gives you a testament of what kind of person he is. I mean, he's like that every day. He's, 
know, you don't say a whole lot, but I know one, that guy is all about uh, wanting to perform for his brothers out there. And man, did he do it tonight? What a what an outstanding performance! You know, it's hot out here, and I think he <laughs> ran it probably forty times. And yeah. so, I mean, just the guts and the will that he was able to do. And, and we were getting pushed for him up front. You know, some of those were tough yards. Some of them he made just made us made us all look good too. So I'm glad he's on our side. He's a hidden gem nobody talks about. Yep. You know, and when you got you got a you know a bunch of good players. You know, you kind of get lost in the mix. But he's a really good player. I'm glad he's on our team. And and man, what, a, what just I, I can't can't be more proud of him what he did tonight. Yeah, Coach. Uh, congrats. We got uh, Hancock uh, next week, and then we'll start playoffs. Uh, Nakis Naki ready for Hancock. Apparently, they beat him in. Uh, Eighth grade or something? I don't know. Well, and they is, want to get some revenge. Thing is, we're 0-0 when we hit the pillar tonight. You know, and we're not looking ahead. I know, obviously, yes, we're in the playoffs, but we can't look ahead. Next week's still a playoff game. It's going to yeah. be a playoff-type atmosphere. It's going to be a playoff-type team. So we got to come prepared. We've got to clean up and be better at us. I don't care who we're playing next week. we got to be better at us, and that's something we're going to start to work on Sunday instead of Monday because yeah. of the the, early, the short week. But uh, I think our guys are up for the challenge, and I think they'll be ready to play come Thursday night. Yeah, Coach, we play Thursday night, so everyone uh, come out to Lee Triplett for the last home game of the regular season game of the season. Uh, Coach, congrats again, and uh, safe travels back to uh, Peking. Thank you. Roll Tide.